The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Woof, this is episode 629 of the series. If I can get myself out of the hat hole. Moo to you too, my friend. Moo to you too. Episode 629 of season 6 here. Let's grab Wolfie. Head west in Minecraft Beta 1.7.3 here. This episode going up on Friday, December 9th, 2016. And we're raising money for Child's Play Charity over at farlandsorbus.com. Dramatic pause. Currently at $45,151.50. 75% of the way to our... Spawner. <laughs> to our $60,000 goal for Season 6 here. Well how, well, well, how about this? Well, 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 shut my mouth wide open. Right off the bat, we, we set up camp mere, mere blocks away from a, an ice spawner. The, the very rare ice spawner. I don't know how many of these we've actually ever found, to be honest with you. And it's a zombie spawner. Let's... let's destroy this, actually. I'm not sure what ice does for the light levels. Or we might just get a random surprise zombie spawning, <laughs> as they do. Um, interesting. Very interesting indeed. I, but I don't know how many times we've started an episode and right away... Had a spawner. Whoop, speaking of had a spawner, there goes, uh, had a, had, had a, had a shovel. I had a shovel, and I no longer do. But now I do again. Um, you know what? I've noticed more and more in the lower right-hand corner there, I only have three shirts on. Three shirts of, uh, protection from my armor. So we might have to take care of that, depending on how much iron is actually in these chests. Let's check them out! No. <laughs> none, none whatsoever, actually. Uh, well, I mean, I guess the wheat is alright. How about iron? Ooh, yeah, we got some iron. Um, how many gunpowder was in here? Oh, not enough for a TNT, so I'll leave it. But we can make... Can make, uh... A perfect amount of wool out of that. I think it's time. Because in this version of the game, in Minecraft Beta 173, don't you know, your armor's effectiveness is dependent on how much durability it has. As opposed to current versions of the game, your, 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 your protection level is constant until it breaks. So yeah, as you can see, I take off the iron chest plate. It was only providing one shirt of protection for me. Now let's put on a brand spank a new one. BAM! Three shirts. Three shirts of protection out of one shirt. Uh, we can put that behind. Uh, what else can we make? Helmet? Yeah, let's do a helmet for now. Or should I just go full, full fresh armor? Let's take off this helmet. You can't repair items either in this version of the game. That was like a shirt and a half. Or no, that was a half a shirt. Really? Now it's a shirt and a half. See, already, just by those two simple procedures, we've doubled the amount of protective qualities of our armor. Might as well do the pants, right? Wolfie's getting impatient. 
And now we're down to five iron. That could be a problem. Five iron! Five iron. What about a wedge? A putter, perhaps? Oh, I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. But there we go. Now we're up to a, a full seven shirts of protection. Up from three shirts. The pants, I guess, weren't that bad off, but whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, now I think we're ready to go. Now I think we are well protected indeed. Uh, we'll be keeping the diamond boots until they break. We built those diamond boots on, uh, I don't know when. Over a year ago. It was on the, the series, uh, premiere, I suppose. The season premiere, excuse me, of season six. We had those diamonds. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. We found the diamonds, now I recall. We found the diamonds on episode 400. Because we went down to find redstone to make the the pistons of episode 400-itude. And then we just happened to find four diamonds as well for episode 400. And we just carried them around until the season finale. And then we ended up securing for all of time what sliver of durability remained in the diamond sword of spawn pointiness atop the F3 monument at 2266779 for the end of Season 5. And we were like, should we make another diamond sword? I mean, if we do, then we're stuck with two leftover diamonds. What do we use with those? Hello, cows. Welcome to the world. You just popped into existence. So we decided instead it would be fitting to wear some diamond boots. Because boots! We're walking! We're walking to the Far Lands. We need some durable boots. Turns out diamond boots aren't too durable. I mean, they've lasted a good year and a half here so far, but... Not 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 too durable, but we'll be keeping those until they break. Right, Wolfie? Right. Uh, yeah, so continuing on, carrying on. Uh, I mentioned the Farlands Bust, farlandsbust.com. Donate to Child's Play Charity. Help us get to that $60,000 goal, and then we can have yet another F3 monument to build, because that's when we'll press F3 to see how far we've walked, and then perhaps we'll decide what to do with something else in our inventory. We've got a little bit more nether rack. Got the golden apple. That one I think we have to carry for a while. <laughs> That's not something I'm going to be giving up too hastily. But yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out indeed. Indeed. Um, had a few n notes of news. Not necessarily good news. World news in the news news. Space news even, you can call it. Today, I record these episodes a day early, by the way. It's, it's Thursday the 8th as opposed to Friday the 9th when this is hopefully going up. John Glenn, who was the first American astronaut to orbit the Earth, passed away, unfortunately, today. There had been news previously that he was in the hospital. He's 95 years old, so certainly certainly not, uh, not quite, quite a life lived, is what I'm meaning to say right there, because not only was he the first American astronaut to orbit, he also returned to space and became the oldest human to, to launch to space and, and, and to be in space at 77 years old aboard a space shuttle. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, also in between those two events was a United States senator. Of course, before becoming an astronaut, he was also a fighter pilot in the Korea War. And uh, yeah, quite quite a life lived indeed. A, an icon, a hero, you could say. It's really interesting going from the Mercury the Mercury capsules 
was it oh, was it John Glenn or it might have been somebody else uh, who said you don't so much as ride in a Mercury capsule as much as you wear it. Because <laughs> if you've ever been to any of the Smithsonian's or any science museum or industry museum or, or anything that has any of the actual Mercury capsules, uh, or even just the trainer capsules, they're tiny. They're very, very tiny indeed. Uh, a, a smart car is larger than the Mercury capsule because the smart car can carry two people. <laughs> um, it is quite literally you're just wearing a shell, <laughs> essentially, uh, around you to protect you, uh, and the heat shield inches behind where you're sitting for re-entry uh, was the Mercury capsule, so certainly a storied career to go from that then to the space shuttle, which has different compartments and rooms, uh, a flight def deck and an aft deck and a, and a lower deck, uh, so pretty pretty crazy, uh, and a pretty, a, a pretty cool person Personally, I've, I didn't meet... I haven't met... Well, I've met astronauts. I take that back. I haven't met any of the... What you could call the original astronauts. Oh, I guess also trivially, um, John Glenn was the, the last of the original Mercury 7 alive. Those with the right stuff. The original seven American astronauts. Um, that, that was uh, kind of a big deal. Obviously... Back in the day, that they were they were like celebrities. They were these heroes or whatever that were were taking the first steps into space, and John Glenn was the last uh, living, I believe. I believe I saw that on the internet, and I did not confirm it. I saw it from what I considered to be a reliable source on the internet about space-related situations. But I believe, and it makes sense, I, I do believe all the others have passed since. Um, but yeah, John Glenn uh, passed away at 95 today. Uh, also, uh, still alive, Buzz Aldrin, still alive. Um, Buzz Aldrin is 86 years old, but he last week had to be evacuated from the South Pole. He was on an excursion to the South Pole at 86 years old. Was the moon not enough, my good friend? Um, but he had to be evacuated due to health concerns, and he is right now recovering in a hospital in New Zealand, and as far as as, as we can tell, is doing fine, recovering uh, from those those health concerns that required his evacuation from Antarctica, of all places. Uh, he did, however, become the oldest person to reach the South Pole. Uh, to be at that South Pole uh, station, I believe is what it is. Um, so congratulations and feel better. Buzz Aldrin, the second human on the moon. Um, but yeah, as the sun sets, let's go to sleep. I don't want to really test out this new armor <laughs> with, with bad guys or, or, or creepers or anything. So let's go to sleep and we will continue in the morning. <sighs> <clears throat> and awakeness. And a continuing onness. And let's continue on by answering some questions from donors to Child's Play Charity. Those who donate can ask a question. Get it added to the list here I have on, on my right. Well, like literally on my right, on my right monitor. <laughs> uh, text In text format. 
Nice, a nice way to uh, have a little bit of the interaction and a little bit of a thank you to those who donate to Child's Play Charity at farlinesabus.com. And also, you're giving me things to talk about because this is a long journey. I'm going to need things to talk about, such as Dabadan. Dabadan is asking, uh, I'm curious what your early review of the Internet Creators Guild would be. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the I mentioned this before when it was first created. The Internet Creators Guild, ICG, is a group started by Hank Green, who is of the Vlogbrothers fame, I suppose you could say, and success on YouTube, uh, as well as many other YouTube channels he, he has been a part of and helped and produced on, uh, as well as being the producer of VidCon, the VidCon series of conventions for, for YouTube personalities uh, and, and many more things started up this Internet Creators Guild last year, I believe. I'm not exactly sure when this started. But yeah, it is, it's not a union. It's basically an industry... Uh, collective? Is collective the right word? Just a, a, a group, a support group? No, just a, a, a an industry... There's a word I'm looking for and I can't seem to find it in my brains. Yeah, the only words that are coming to my head are union, and it's not a union. Uh, they don't represent you. They're not a. They're not a firm. They're not a uh, a network or anything like that. But but kind of their their goal is to perhaps promote and speak on behalf of its members who are creators, mostly aimed certainly at YouTubers, since that's clearly what. Hank Green knows, and, and a lot of the people who are on the ICG board know, but also, like, Aurelian is on the board, and, and she knows Twitch, obviously, and streamers, so it also could represent streamers, or, or above and beyond that, even musicians, or even even those who, who create internet content, webcomics, text sort of stories, uh, you know, Instagrammers, well, <laughs> previously known as Viners, you know, anything like that, it could technically include in that group. Um, but yeah, I started that as, as kind of that way... Oop, Wolfie. Alright there, careful now. Don't get don't get drowned by the boat! And, and uh, yeah, there's a, there's a yearly membership fee, uh, and, and I did indeed join it, just because they, they did want to, and uh, they did seem to want to promote a lot of the things that I was... I was having some concerns about that sort of representation as a creator. Resource, to be a resource for creators for certain issues or questions or problems that generally arise that maybe aren't addressed elsewhere. Uh, and also act as kind of a go-between between the platforms. It's not so much about community-driven development or back and forth, but more between the creators and the platforms. The large, conglomerated owned by Google and or Amazon and or whatever other multi-billion dollar top ten business venture that exists, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's sort of a go-between for those sort of things. Not not in the legal sense, but perhaps, at least initially, in the supportive sense. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I and, and you go on to ask Dabber Dan, uh, have you been impacted by its actions? Uh, what would you like to see the ICG work on, considering the content you make, both you and Beef, 
seem to be wisely wary of content ID in your Forza series. Do you think video content should be addressed regarding content ID during licensing? I'm assuming you mean video game content. Um, yeah, well, let's just, how have you been impacted by its actions? Well, I don't, again, they're not so much taking actions as they are as acting as a resource right now. In a recent interview, Hank Green did mention certain, like, plans and goals, stepping stones to then perhaps maybe even be a quote-unquote union, an optional union. Uh, yeah, saying the word union tends to make it sound uh, obligatory, uh, so there's got to be another word for that that I'm just blanking on right now. Um, and, and yeah, there's certainly growth to be had. Um, Right now, it is kind of just a resource, like I've joined a, a, a message board and I get like a newsletter and things, but overall I've not had any sort of direct outcome or, or impact on myself or the, the content I produce or the relationships I build with my platforms or anything like that. So no, no real direct thing that I've gotten out of it other than to be a member. Um, I, I have to re review when that renews, honestly. I, I think in July or something, or early March, maybe it launched or something like that. I'll have to review. I'll, again, I'll, I'll review it when when it comes to it. There was one thing that I was interested in where they held four IGC members, a, a, a town hall meeting with, I believe, one of the, the YouTube leads of the content ID system. And a Q&A, it, like it was like a Google meetup or something like that, and I was out of town or just unavailable to to view it. They also invited people to join in if they were in the LA area or whatever and actually like join live to this sort of town hall meeting. Uh, but I unfortunately missed that and, and I'm a little bit disappointed because as part of our most recent newsletter, we were, we've been told that YouTube cannot provide the the video on demand of that. Google Hangout meet Meetup broadcast, whatever it was, live stream. Which really sucks, because I submitted questions. I certainly very much indeed submitted questions. There was a, a way to submit a question as a member, and, and I very much asked about, hey, what about all these jerk butts who wrongly claim content ID, whether or not it be the most common thing is video game cutscenes. What some of these things like to claim are not even the cutscenes, but splash screens. So, you, like, when you see Ubisoft, some random no-name media outlet or something will claim the not even Ubisoft itself, but the, the Ubisoft splash screen, and you'll get a claim based on that, because they've entered in either the video or the sound effect or whatever it may be that uh, is associated with that. Uh, and then, of course, there's music. I've had, you know, Kevin MacLeod songs claimed by other entities repeatedly. Um, and of course, Kevin MacLeod provides all of this stuff royalty-free and, and, and free of that content ID stuff. Uh, and, and I kind of, I pretty much asked, okay, surely this, this is being abused this way. Are there any repercussions? As, as somebody who can make content ID claims or have a content ID account enter in things to the database to automatically claim videos, video content. 
does YouTube keep track of those accounts that might have more counterclaims, that might have more released claims, you know, those who, who claim a bunch of content and then only release those that get disputed because, oh, we've been caught, okay, we're not going to, but there's probably a, a much greater percentage of those YouTube channels who either don't pay attention to and, and don't counterclaim or dispute the claim, uh, or they're too afraid to, to counterclaim because there's a bunch of scary wordage that says, oh, if this is wrong, your channel can get taken, you can get a strike, you can get taken down. Um, and then they just make their quick buck off of those people who don't dispute it. So I basically asked, I mean, clearly the, the easiest signifier of that would be if there's an account that has a bunch of reverse claims versus, say, other accounts that are legitimate, their claims wouldn't be reversed in, in such high numbers. Uh, I was basically asking, is there... Are there repercussions? Are there... Are, are there ways that YouTube is... Punishing, I suppose, is a good word. Careful, Wolfie! That was a couple big falls you took there. Uh, is basically a question I asked, and I, I don't know if it got answered, because the, the live stream isn't available to watch. And, and there were certainly a lot of other questions. Ooh, look at this place. I would like to have seen answered, uh, but uh, did not. So that that's a little, that was a little bit disappointing. And and honestly, if I was more of a conspiracy theorist, I'd be like, why does YouTube suddenly? I don't think I've ever had a problem with YouTube not being able to produce a live stream archive. Why this one all of a sudden? Hmm. Why this one? What happened? What was said? What perhaps do they not want to be engaged in this conversation about? Hmm. I don't know that that's the problem, honestly. Uh, but, uh, or even like, you know, so I even, on the message board, I asked for some sort of summary. Is there a transcript? But I never heard any replies. So, uh, my initial interactions with the, the, the guild, I don't know if they are the guild's fault, but uh, not positive outcomes, if I can say so much. Um... But I guess maybe that just signifies that maybe they're still figuring things out, and maybe maybe it is a little bit more important for me to make time to make these events in person, so that maybe I can be the one who records or transcribes or whatever uh, in in the event that they're not available later. Of course, then I'll get a content ID. Ah. Anyway, let's go to sleep in this pretty amazing landscape here with this really cool lake and surrounded by sheer cliffs and whatnot. And we will continue in the morning. And awakeness. And awakeness. And continuing on this. I'm actually going to go this way. It seems this is a really cool place. I want to really explore it quite well indeed. Um, but yeah, um, um, certainly there's a lot of issues. Uh, a lot of issues. There's still a lot of misunderstanding, and, and from a viewer standpoint, if that's all you do is view videos, maybe it's not something you really should lose sleep about. Certainly, from time to time, we YouTubers bring it up. Uh, I, I'm a little bit particularly... Ooh, I'm a bit of a particular stickler about the whole content ID thing, whereas perhaps some channels maybe get a content ID and they, they accept it, certainly if it's even valid, they accept the content ID and be like, okay, content ID, now now you you share some of or all of your revenue. 
or give all of your revenue on this video to the person who correctly claimed the video. Uh, I don't even accept that. Most, the vast majority, at least, at least 90%, probably more, of the content ID claims I've ever gotten have been false flags or fraudulent flags. Uh, that is deliberate, deliberately claiming videos, like I mentioned before, or content that it doesn't belong uh, to the person claiming it, uh, or mismatches where something sounds close to or, 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 or almost near something else. Um, of course, the, the only what I would call valid ones, just based on the system, not necessarily that I agree with them, would be things like in video games. Um, actually, I've not had any of the music in Forza games get claimed because I always try to mute it. I have had cutscenes claimed, of course. Uh, like I've mentioned before, those are the sort of fraudulent false claims that I've gotten with Forza games seem to be a... probably because it's a very... one of the most publicly popular games I play. I'm not playing any Halo games or Nintendo games or uh, Call of Duty games. It might still be the same case with those as well, but I'm thinking probably because it's a popular content that it gets taken advantage of more frequently, I suppose. Um, but yeah, the only the only sort of what I would call correctly claimed, that is, here is a music. Say, Driver San Francisco had this happen, unfortunately, quite a bit. Uh, here is music. It is now being claimed as this music by by either the, usually not the musician, but the, the you know, like Sony Music or, you know, the, the uh, distributor, uh, the publisher is claiming it because it just thinks I uploaded the song. It doesn't know, it doesn't know that it's part of a video game cutscene. It doesn't care um, about that license or anything like that. Um, in those cases, I will go back, and I have gone back in, in, in Driver San Francisco and edited out that section of the game and re-uploaded. Therefore, no content ID claim because, hey, your content isn't existent. Or if it's too overwhelming or too unavoidable, delete the video entirely. That's unfortunately what happened with my uh, live streams of uh, Lumino City. It was a really cool indie game that I played live on Twitch, but the artist claimed all the music in the game. It was all of this artist's music, but instead of allowing it in gameplay, they decided to claim it instead. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> if you want to make that choice, then your music will not be heard on my channel. So I'm a bit of a stickler. I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a jerk. <laughs> Maybe not jerk, but I'm just a stickler about that sort of thing. I don't want any claims existing on my channel. Um, perhaps paranoia where I think it could suddenly be like, whoop, whoop, you have this many claims. All right, that equals a strike suddenly because the terms of service change or down goes your channel because of t terms of service change or just because we feel like it. Um, so I don't want to have any... I don't have any strikes. I don't have any claims. got nothing. And I'd like to keep it like that. And I go through probably more effort than I should to keep it like that. Uh, but then that also means that I do tend to keep a little bit abreast, abreast of the, uh, the content ID news and changes and updates and things that are happening on YouTube. Perhaps more so than your average bear, your average YouTuber. But yeah, 
Wow, quite the tangent there. Um, we we YouTubers only talk about it a little bit, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're uh, we're continuing on to the far lands. And thank you, Deborah Dan, for those questions. Uh, I'll certainly, I'll, I'll every year definitely review my membership to the ICG. I like the thought of it, and it certainly came at a good time when I was thinking about all of these sort of things. Like, hey, obviously networks, um, the, these big, you know, Maker Inc. or these big conglomerate uh, networks that are supposed to be like agents between the creator and the platform uh, are worse than the platform itself as far as what they take and what they don't give in, in return. So there, there, there needs to be some sort of group, a, 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 a membership, a platform, a union maybe, but a, a a a force by which we can all be represented and and have resources to make better choices and to have more of a voice to these networks. I'm sorry, not well. Yeah, to these networks as well, and and also to these platforms that uh, otherwise simply alone, as as Kurt J Mac, lowly, only you know a few thousand views a day uh, really makes no difference to, to YouTube as a whole and will pass over right quick without much of a sneeze. Uh, but as part of a group, perhaps more more leverage there and certainly more leverage. And that's what I'm finding. I, I, I'm not seeing, aside from the board members, I haven't seen, in, in especially the these message boards, I've not seen big channels on the message boards or having a presence on the Internet Creators Guild, which I hope would change. Perhaps there's simply not a presence there because they don't want to be mobbed by fans who are also creators or whatever, but, but maybe they just don't need that representation because they do have leverage simply by themselves. I don't know. I haven't talked to them, haven't asked them, but uh, yeah, I suppose that's one thing I would like to see. Uh, and I think would help, certainly, the visibility and the importance and what the IGC can do, um, more so than simply having Hank Green as the founding member. Uh, but anyway, carrying on, continuing on, in a much different topic, Xkeys Core Node asks, Are you a good swimmer? <laughs> Couldn't get more different of a question here. Are you a good swimmer? I'm a, I, I can swim. I'm a good, good-ish swimmer. Uh, I'm no athletic swimmer. I honestly can't remember the last time I swam, uh, like deliberately. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not just chucked overboard. No, no. Just you know, there's there's swimming, and then there's just waiting around a pool to cool off or whatever, uh, whatever. Uh, that I haven't done in a while either. But then I'm thinking of swimming, like doing laps or like doing the breaststroke or the the freestyle or, or whatever. I'm I'm decent at that sort of thing. Not particularly fast. Uh, certainly not too much on the endurance front. Swimming takes a lot out of a person <laughs> as far as what his energy is required. What I am good at is holding my breath. I can hold my breath for ages. Ages, I say. I, I, I'm not sure I, uh, how long, to be honest. I've not timed myself recently. Um, sometimes over a minute. From what I remember, I always one of my favorite things to do instead of swimming back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, would be to go to the deep end, 
take a breath and, and swim down to the bottom and just kind of sit there as long as I can. Kind of a freaky activity to partake in, obviously. What's with the weird kid who keeps sitting on the bottom of the pool? But uh, kind of just a kind of a test or a, almost feeling like an astronaut in a different kind of weird land, obviously holding your breath without an oxygen tank, but uh, which is why I sort of think I might enjoy snorkeling and or scuba diving if not for my immense fear of ocean and waters that you can't see the bottoms of. And, you know, sea creatures and whatnot uh, is the main fear there, I, I guess, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I could see myself really liking that uh, if I ever find a scenario to get myself in to go snorkeling and or scuba diving. Um, but yeah, I can always hold my breath. We, always, we had swimming class in elementary school, and I remember one of the classes to find out, like, ooh, how... How apt of a swimmer are you before you can graduate to the deeper end of the pool or to do more advanced things is how long, you know, how long can you hold your breath? And we'd all hold our breath and everybody would stop holding their breath because they couldn't go any longer. And I was still there with my head under the water uh, to the point where certain kids would be making fun of me. He's breathing through his ears <laughs> or, you know, silly stuff like that. Um, I could just hold my breath for a long time. I don't know if that... Are there other tall people... In the audience, I'm not super tall. I'm six foot two, but tall, tall-ish. Is it perhaps the elongated torso, sternum area? Perhaps a little bit larger lung capacity that helps with that. Can I get some some additional some additional uh, science on that data data points? Is it a tall thing or is it just a weird Kurt J. Mac thing? And I know that's that's even that is a sport. Like that free diving, that freaks me out. I wouldn't want to do that because I always you always hear stories about people who don't have a successful free dive and they die. Uh, that is to say, like trying to get depth records without the assistance of oxygen. Uh, that's kind of scary stuff. But that in and of itself is a ah, no, 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 is a sport and stuff. And I know there are certain myths and and facts about certain people or, or certain groups, like Navy SEALs, like, oh, they can all hold their breath for, like, seven minutes just because they have to learn how to, um, for, like, because oxygen tanks leave bubbles, and that's not a very stealthy way to attack the, the hideout of whatever thingy you need to do as a, as a Navy SEAL, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure there's always more and more practice and stuff you you can get with that. I don't personally have a day-to-day -day application for holding my breath. That would really help me out. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Who was that? That was X-Keys Cornode for that question. Uh, spent a lot of time on the other question. We'll get to the other ones. Uh, we've, got a, we've got a bit of a list piling up here, my friends. So I appreciate uh, those those continued donations and questions keeping me keeping me busy here with the topics of interest. Hopefully you find of interest, my friends. Farlands or Busts, farlandsorbusts.com. Keep donating. And thank you so much for your patience, getting around uh, a few things here. We, we, we had a little bit of a gap in Farlands or Bust episodes uh, at the beginning of this week. Just uh, stuff happening outside the Farlands or Bust world. Just trying to trying to rein in and, and get things under control. You know, what, what, with, what with the holidays and, and the end of the years and uh, all this other stuff, <laughs> stuff, just stuff, the star stuff, the, the, the ether, 
I kind of hold my breath in the ether. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, thank you very much for your patience with that, and, and we'll we'll keep on keeping on, my friends, as, if, as long as you guys keep on keeping on, too. Much appreciated indeed, everybody have. Hope you had a good week, and hope you have a good weekend. My name is Kurt. Thanks so much for watching. I will see you next time. <laughs> breathing through his ears.